0: Welcome, welcome, welcome back to My Fiery Diary. We're here with episode three that I wanted to title, Abuse and Me. Now, I know these are some deep issues. They probably got some roots out there that have been growing forever. People just idly getting by not really living in their purpose, not really understanding but just being known to the whole idea of a collective consciousness. Spirituality pain can really freeze you and leave you stuck. And and you'll notice when it's really bad, you'll see those patterns, and you'll see those circles and you go around and around and you until you finally begin to question like, "Wait, motherfucker, I just went through this shit, but with a different person, and here I am going through it again. I wanted to title it "Abusing Me" because for a long time. I truly believe that abuse was my love language. And I believe that the more abusive you were, the more that you loved me. And that, I know, stemmed from my childhood and not ever really being able to receive the proper love and support that a child should have. Instead, all I got was all different types of forms of abuse. And I interpreted those things as any child would. And it laid out a very hard and traumatic path that I would go through, that I would follow. That was my truth. I needed to have those experiences. I needed to learn on my own. I needed to find my own healing and I did it. And now I can finally sit here and I can separate abuse from myself. So there there goes the title abusing me. Now I want to focus on abuse in our relationships, our lovers, our partners, our boyfriends, girlfriends, husbands, wives doesn't matter what side of the coin that you happen to be on it takes two it takes two sometimes it takes three <laughs> but can i hear can i hear a shout out for all of my polyamorous people out there who know that love is bigger than monogamy i feel you kind of how i'm living my life right now but I had to go through these experiences, these one-on-one experiences, before I could truly free and liberate myself from the stigma of society. In the last episode, I talked about hypersexuality and how it eventually led me to be able to find that sex was something that I could use to manipulate love. I didn't mention it then, but when I was 11 after my little whole stage had just kicked in and I had made myself around I had made my rounds away around the neighborhood um, I ended up getting in trouble I was skipping school I didn't want to go to school um, I was running away from home so they locked me up in a girl's home for two years now you're locked up in a girl's home and uh <laughs> Uh, I want to touch on that subject, but I won't. It's just no. a lot of things that go down in a girls' home, secrets, darkness. So, <clears throat> I'm in a girls' home, and like I have, you know, one of those coming to Jesus moments. Only it wasn't coming to Jesus. I was, I was setting up myself on a, a, a on a path that. Even though I had every good intention, wanting it, desiring it, I had I had not the sight to see that I wasn't ready, that everything that I wanted it to be wasn't gonna be able to be because I simply was not ready. Now I'm never one to question or regret regret the path past. I don't know why I'm so tongue tied. Probably because I'm sitting here smoking this blunt. A little bit high. You know what I'm saying? I was 11 when I first smoked weed. Like, she been a down bitch. She been a down bitch. I have been able to come and look at me high ass. <laughs> Getting off subject. Bitch, rain it in. Okay, listen. When I was in that girl's home, I told myself that if I couldn't get anybody to love me, then I would have a kid, and I would love the fuck out of my kid, and they would love me 'cause I saw i I saw even though I was real young, I always had a vast wisdom that I was able to draw from I believe I truly believe it's just a part of the collective consciousness that i I um, was blessed to be able to have that gate to come in and out of. But, yeah, I um, I love my mommy. I love my mommy. I love her. I love her so, 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 so much. <sighs> Just thinking about that love. It wasn't an easy love. And there were moments where I felt so abandoned that it should have been easy for me to turn my heart away from her but I never could I never could because I always always understood if there was something that she wasn't getting right it was because somebody didn't get it right with her and she was affected by that And I could never find it in my heart to put the blame on her. Never. I get teary-eyed and I get emotional. Because my mommy was the driving force to my whole life. My whole life. Good or bad. Good or bad. Whatever the situation was. It was the love that I had for her no matter what that helped me understand that there were necessary second chances that had to be given. And if I could give them to someone else, I had to be willing to give it to myself. It wasn't a natural traditional foundation that me and my mommy found ourselves on when it came to our relationship but I always had a deep understanding that that love I had for her was there and it was never going away so when I told myself that if I <laughs> crying about it now I'm still healing I'm still healing Ooh, these wounds be deep <laughs> and nobody wants to travel to really get to the bottom of them where they're, they're growing and they're getting watered by that sadness by that pain and to be able to pluck them up or to be able to sit with them not hating them not wanting to get rid of them but just appreciating the watering. Whether it came from pain or love. Just appreciating the watering of your soul. And how you've been able to grow. Look at my ass and got poetic and shit. I don't know if I mentioned to y'all before that I do have a poetry channel on YouTube. And um, I do have some poems uploaded that I've worked on recently. I got into my first abusive relationship. Well, my first relationship ever was abusive. I had got out of the girls' home after two years, and I was just, you know, dead set on the fact that I was gonna, somebody was gonna give me a baby. Like, I didn't put too much thought into who I would be for the baby or who that person would be. I just, in my head, I'm, I'm, I'm 13 years old when I'm coming up with this. And I, I think of my daughter's name. I find it in a baby book. And I, de- I decided her name would be Desiree. <clears throat> and, um, yeah, I lived in one of the... Um, when we got out, my mom was staying in this trailer park. And we had got HUD, so we moved over to this street called Biddle Lane here in my little hometown and um you know it was a predominantly minority occupied area. Well one day me and my friend from the girls home are hanging out on my street and she happened to have a crush on one of the um one of my neighbors well, so we're over there hanging out, and then his neighbor is there. They're friends, and that happened to turn out to be who was going to be my baby daddy. But anyways, we um, we sat there. We played around all day. He kept, you know, like, sh- shooting little signs, and I was seeing that he was flirting with me. And me being the experiencer that I am, I usually, when I was younger, I would usually just let things unfold and see what happened. So... We're playing around all day, and then we it's getting dark and my friend lays down with my other with the neighbor that she had a crush on, and he crawls his ass over there by me and I don't know we end up having sex, but he ends up telling me to go to his house. I end up going to his house that night, and then I never left like I never left his sight um my my mom pretty much just let me do as i as i wanted to do and so when it was like we would go like sometimes every day to go get clothes or he'll tell me to pack a bag and i'll just be at his house like learning how to be a a mexican stay-at-home wife and um <laughs> I, y'all this wasn't a traditional mexican um family, the mom was a, well, she did her thing, and she had her hustles, and she made her money, even though she had a man that was home working every day, and um, paying all the bills and everything, she was going to make sure she had hers too, like, and I admire that about her, like, I had never really... personally been able to see someone that intimately you know like that closely and see they drive and they hustle and they they independence and then when when uh she would drink and she would tell me her story i would understand more like oh like damn that's where it comes from like shit your life was fucking hard like damn like you learn to appreciate people after you know what they've been through like i know i always do i always do and we could get caught up in the moment. And you know what people say it do. Look at me. I'm preaching to myself. Fuck. Okay, I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it go. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> okay. Anyways, that relationship with him it was really fucking toxic it was possessive, it was controlling and I thought all of that was love like I really thought that that was love he was the first person that actually gave me attention enough to want to keep me you know and not just use my body for sex but to want to be around me to want to and I couldn't see that it was control and possessiveness and it was toxic I saw it as love nobody ever wanted me that much and and if you find yourself knowing someone that's young and going through something like that, or even if you're older, like, be patient. Be patient. Try to understand because sometimes there are ways that we are broken that nobody else could ever see or understand, but we feel it. We feel it inside us. And the choices that we make, they're always based... Off of what we are feeling, what we are thinking inside of ourselves, and to 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 make a long story short, because I went through three different relationships before I finally was okay, 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 bitch, I'm gonna just be alone, <laughs> but um, I had my two kids with him, I stayed with him, um he did become abusive. He gave me a black eye one time. I have a picture. I have a picture of it because the next day we were outside playing, and he actually took the picture. It didn't get better. Like even though I left him, and I was twenty, I still I wasn't looking for the healing yet. Like I wanted everything to just go away. Just go away. Just go away. If I could just stop doing this, if I could just stop doing this, if I could just stop doing this. Dear God. I know all I have to do is let go of boys and drugs and and alcohol. And I'll have the life I want. I'll have the life I see. I've always been a big dreamer. Big dreamer. I've always been a big dreamer. I've always been a visionary. My life has always had purpose. And even if I couldn't see it in that moment, my subconscious has always been driven by that. Everything about me has been driven by that. But I couldn't see that I needed healing. And that's why I say be patient, be understanding, because sometimes we can't see. We can't even see ourselves how much we need healing we think we're okay we begin to get in the routine of things and and um and in society's eyes we're doing good job money taking care of family paying responsibilities but see me I couldn't I couldn't keep living like that I was bleeding out I wasn't going to make it if I hadn't had put myself through all of these experiences to to open my eyes more because I would have been blind forever and I would have never saw how hurt my soul really was and how not good things were for me. healing, self-love. These are not words that come to a person who's been damaged their whole life. No, instead, I was telling myself how stupid I was, and how much I was worthless, and how much I deserved this, and it was all my fault. And that's why I wanted to do this. Because I wanted to tell my story. Because I was tired of crying alone. And my eyes opened and I found healing. And I know the same thing is possible for everyone. Everyone in this world deserves to have their wounds healed to feel hugged and loved and supported every day tune in to my episodes for the hood doctor i'm going to give more information in regard to to, to domestic violence because honestly and truly because i didn't seek the healing that i needed inside of me and i kept looking for someone to complete me or someone to to make it all make sense each relationship that i got in after that one which was two more all lasted around the same amount of time um four to six years they progressively got bad worse the um last relationship that I just severed myself from because you literally have to cut yourself away from people when you love them but i was getting beaten in a physical manifestation the way that I was beating myself up all my life. And it wasn't until I was looking my abuser in his eyes, curious and and questioning why do you think I deserve this? And telling myself over and over. Nobody deserves to get beat up like this. Nobody deserves to get hit. Nobody deserves violence as a reaction to an argument. (laughs) That's a fresh wound. I'm still dressing that one. It ain't even started healing yet. Healing isn't linear. There are many levels on different floors. And even though you could be on a lower level in one area, you can still be so much higher in another area and... I'm growing, and that's what matters. Please tune in for the information in the Hood Doctor episode. We deserve so much more. We are worth so much more. Peace out. Much love from My Fiery Diary.